You're now listening to the Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White featuring Green Eye Soup, Ozzy, and your boy King Mac. What's up, King Mac? I appreciate it. You're tuned in to another episode of Black and White, featuring myself, King Mac, Ozzy, and uh, Green Eye Soup. He should be checking uh, checking in with us at some point in time later on in the day. How you doing, Ozzy? Mate, 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 mate. I'm doing very well after the last night, and looks like tonight's going as well for the Sox. But last night, went out to that ball game. Hooked up with green-eyed soup. We had some beers. We had some food. We had some laughs. We had some cheers. Some high fives. Right now, I'm over the moon, mate. I, I am. I'm so bloody pumped right now. I yeah. I can't control my excitement about this White Sox team. Oh yeah, yeah. It is hard to control your excitement, but that was a great game to attend, and that was a great game overall last night. I mean, uh, the boys didn't get off to a fast start as far as with the bats. Rodon didn't have his best stuff. But he still battled for uh, five innings. And then all of a sudden you get that home run from Vaughn. And then uh, next thing you know, a couple of innings later, the the, the faucet opened up and we scored uh, like five runs, you know. So that was that was a pretty uh, exciting game. And it was a good game. And I loved it because the reason being everybody kept saying, well, the White Sox just beating up on uh, Central Division teams, weak teams, teams below 500 and here it is, they, they fought against a competitive team, a team that's probably going to be in the playoffs, and uh, did well, you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really fans of those people that, you know, you can only play who's in front of you. Yeah, okay, we beat up on Baltimore. Yeah, fair enough. We beat up on the Royals and, and whoever else is struggling at the time. Hawk Harrelson always said, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. But even going back to that Yankees series, and we spoke about this on the last podcast, we weren't that terrible. And it showed us how to win against good, gritty teams. And we come out and did the right thing against the Cardinals. So going back to last night, in, in Toronto Blue Jays, and even tonight's game, it's still going while we're recording. It, we're showing grit. And like you said, the bats didn't get off the hot start. Rodon didn't have his best. And guess what? You look at the paper the next day, if you weren't at the game or weren't watching the game, and the Sox win, what, 6-1? Yeah. So it's all right, yeah. You flick the page and you've won six one. You go on to tonight. So one of them games, it, it's just exciting of what's going on. You know, you got the grand about Grandel. Me and you, green eyed on the last episode, did the same thing. I was in the stands last night, sort of put my piece together to a couple of fans, and you know they bark back at me. And it, but we're all after that one same thing, and that's what makes it special. That's what makes it special. We wouldn't be arguing in 2013 about, or say, 2014-15 about Grandel getting on base or not getting on base, not swinging the bat, because we weren't looking to win the World Series. This year we are. So we're arguing because we want that ring. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, it wasn't too much to argue about uh, before 2020. I mean, everything was kind of about the rebuild, Everybody was looking at what Prospects was doing. Right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's Nicky Delmonico going to start. Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You know, you had Polka in there and 
you know, uh, Charlie Tellison. I mean, all these guys that we probably don't even know where they're playing playing yet. Yeah, so. yeah, they might be washing dishes at the bloody Ottawa Shell, uh, the Ottawa All Night um, gas station restaurant. There, who knows? I don't know. Exactly, exactly. And now, you know, we get to argue about who should be in what spot, who should hit in the two spot, who should hit in the four spot. You know, uh, should. Mercedes get a rest, you know, I mean, so it's all positive to me. I mean, it's all positive arguments. The exactly right, Mac, exactly right. They're, they're positive agreements and disagreements. Yeah. yeah I mean, yep. when you look at this team, if you had told me, and I'm just being honest, that Robert Eloy would be gone for most of the season and the White Sox would be as many games over 500 as they is, will be four games uh, ahead in the Central as far as first place, would have one of the best records in the league. I would have said, man, you crazy. You know? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're tripping balls. Yeah. And, yeah, I was at that Sunday game when Robert went down, and I think I was one of those lads that actually says, mut- muttered the words, oh, no, we're fucked. Yeah. But since then – the boys have held their own. They've gone out. LaRusso's made some good decisions, getting some boys that submit bats. Jake Lamb, Eaton, like mixing them all in, keeping them, keeping them on their toes, keeping them like a part of the team, keeping them wanting to help this team win. And I've seen nothing but, um, well, you know, from the bench guys, nothing but enthusiasm, nothing but, yeah, I'll be a part of this team. I'll be a part of this run for sure. Yeah, everybody, everybody getting their hands dirty. You know, everybody uh, has some uh, productive moments so far this season that helped the team win some games. So, you know, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. I think we, I think most people question how deep this team was, and now we're finding out that we got a pretty uh, deep team to be able to, you know, uh, handle these injuries that we had have so far. And I mean, like you said. It's just none but excitement. I haven't seen uh, White Sox fans this excited in a long time as far as how far this team can go, uh, where they can end up. And, and you know, I just, I'm just, you know, enjoying the ride, as, as the people say, you know. Well, it's almost to the point now, and it's still before the All-Star game, but instead of, like, thinking to ourselves, okay, how are we going to beat the Twins uh, to win the division? We're looking more like how are we going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays yeah. for, to, in the championship to get to the World Series. Uh, and, I, you know, that's huge in its own. Like, that's that's what I'd be looking at now. If I was Han or any of the guys, okay, we've got the Central. There might be some sneaky wild cards. You know, the, the Indians are going to be around. They'll keep coming. But, like, we, they might dump at the trade line as well. But right now, I think we we, we look at how are we going to beat Tampa Bay Rays, I don't want to exclude the Yankees or the Red Sox just yet, but the, the Rays just look so good. So how are we going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays to get into that World Series? Yeah, and then we'll worry about the Dodgers or whoever else. Yeah, This is so far down the line, Mac, but this is something you've got to think about now. I agree. Because we're, we're looking good. I mean, and, and the home runs, the more home runs, they should come. And I know uh, our our guy Ken WA said, "Yeah, hit a home run, we win the ball game," and it's in more in our favour. And and prove like last night we tacked on a few more runs after that. But when Vaughn tied it up with that home run, mm-hmm. it gave life, it did. and we went on to win. 
Yeah, I, 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 I more than just one run, of course. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. The home run did charge the guys up. I go back and forth with Ken Wu all the time about that. You know, and he always loved to say if we don't hit home runs, we don't win. He don't care when the home runs hit, though. We could be up by five or six runs. If the home run hit, he's still going to get the credit to the home run for the victory. But It's almost like the David Wright home run. It's fool's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you've hit, you've hit 35, but did any of it matter? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's an excellent point. But I'm with you. I think Hans should be looking somewhat ahead as far as how can we beat the race. Is, is what we have now good enough to beat the Rays? Do I need to add on to make sure we can beat the Rays? I, I think you're right. I think you're correcting that uh, assumption, I mean, in, in making that assumption, because the trade deadline is only like, what, two months out, a little less than yeah, two months Yeah, a month and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Start, start searching at least, like yeah. making some phone calls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, it would be smart to get, if he can, to get another impact bat for the simple reason we're thin with the bats now, with the injuries we we have. So I think getting another impact bat wouldn't hurt. I think it will help a lot, and I think it will help against any other injuries that possibly could occur in the lineup. Could occur like like an umpire throwing a bat at Jose Abreu. (laughs) Like, I mean, that, that shit can't happen, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> you, you, he takes down the big man, like, mate, man. What, are, what are you thinking? Where, where are you looking? Jose went down like a sack of spuds. Like, holy shit. How, how do you do that, though? I mean, I, I know I know 10-year-old 10 10 kids, 9-year-old kids that don't, that don't do stuff like that, man. I mean, he could have, and Abreu was not prepared for, who knows, he could have gave him a, a bruise in a hairline fracture, anything. Good, good thing. Any uh, sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna hurt, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get that bat out of the way. I've got nowhere else to throw it. I'm not paying any attention. Let's throw it at Abreu's leg. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I, I'm like, I was thinking, man. I know it's a lot of White Sox fans want to jump, jump, jump down out of the stands and whoop this umpire ass right now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, mate! <laughs> absolutely, and uh, so speaking about uh, last night's game, um, so I, I, and we, we, we've got about a three and a half, four hour commute, and we don't mind doing it. Me and my friend Phil, mm-hmm. and um, so we meet up. We have we get there, we go to Cork and Kerry, okay. and you know the good thing about the socks, right? I mean, we're sitting there having a beer. We grabbed a little nibble to eat, right? And um, another fella, Brandon Stokes. Sees us hanging out, all right, have a beer. He says he's meeting up with a couple of other lads over at the Shy Socks Bar and Grill, mm-hmm. uh, just outside gate, whatever there. Have a few more beers, some different dudes rock up. Anyway, my point is, like, just through Twitter and how exciting the socks are, people coming from everywhere. We're coming from Iowa. Stokes is coming from LaSalle. Uh, the other guys live around the town. But you're sitting there with six guys that you wouldn't have known a year ago. Because the socks are on such a high and winning games, I mean, these guys have always been Sox fans, don't get me wrong. But we all meet up, we're having beers. And as we're sitting there, Mac, the community felt alive. Like one of the dudes says, So what's your plan for Milwaukee? And I had a plan. He had a plan. Luke had a plan. Dick the Knife had a plan. It's almost. And Wally came in, he, he's got his own plan. Like, everyone's talking about this Milwaukee trip in about a month now, July 23rd, I believe it is. 
but just everyone getting along, everyone on the same vibe, on the same channel. It's it's kick ass. And then I'm walking down to my seats, and guess who yells out my name? Hey, Jason. And it's Green Eye. I sit next to him. We have beers. We talk about the games, dude. It's it's electric, and this is that's why that's why I talk that's why I talk about me excitement because it's not just me driving to a game like I did three years ago, sit there by myself or whatever. People from all directions, and we're all getting along, and we all love the Sox winning, no matter what we have against. You know, La Russa or any other, like, you know, side bullshit. We're all there for the Sox to win, and that's what I'm loving about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it got a community feel to it, which is nice. And, and the fact that they're winning, you know, just adds on to it. And I'm pretty sure, you know, like, in person, it's different than being on Twitter. I'm pretty sure in person, there's not a lot of petty little arguments going on, not a lot of uh, trolling stuff. Not There's no trolling. Of, no, yeah. yeah, no, you get in a friendly argument mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it'll never be. Yeah, there's never consequences. We sit there, we argue about some stuff, and then after the argument's finished, all right, I need a beer. Do you want one? Yeah. And you go up to the Goose Island section or or whatever section you want, and go buy a couple of beers for the bloke you just arguing with. It's simple as that. Then Vaughn hits a home run, which. Don't mind me saying I had thirty bucks on him to hit a home run at plus five seventy, so I want two hundred bucks on that. <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice uh, piece of change right there to win. But yeah, hey, I mean, pay, when he hit a home the, run, what's to argue about? You can't argue. It's not an argument. Nah, no, nah, no. There's the only thing left to do is high five. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the difference between going to the game and being on the internet. You know what I mean? You, you out there, you get to see the live action. You get to see these boys putting in work. And, I mean, you got an exciting team. I mean, the White Sox can win in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah they, absolutely. They can win with the home run. They can win with putting the bat on the ball. They got speed up and down the lineup for the most part, except for, like, Grandel and uh, Old Trusty. But for the most part, they got, you know, speed up and down the lineup. So, it's an exciting team. I mean, I'm look, I, they, they could win possibly – hundred games, I mean, Oh, I'm 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 booking that in almost. So yeah, ninety five to hundred for sure. Yeah, so I mean, you, we we got a, we got probably the best team we didn't had since 05. and I keep saying it, they might be better, better than the 05. Me and just uh, me and Green, I were talking about that last night. Is this better than 05? I believe so. Yeah, I think they um, is. And just just um, I was going to say, like, even on that with the atmosphere. In the crowd, like what what were we saying? June twenty fifth, they go back to hundred percent capacity. Everyone back to their own seats, etc. And with winning uh, comes a lot of quote unquote bandwagon fans. I don't like that quote at all. I just mm-hmm. think people are excited to go see the team, and if they're excited to go see the team and have a few beers and make cup snakes. I don't agree with throwing the ball back. I don't agree with that. Yeah, but I don't like, like that. Have fun in the stands. Bros, brothers and sisters, do it. Because if, if you're having fun at a White Sox game and you're spending money at a White Sox game, that puts money in Jerry's pocket. He gives it to Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn goes out and gets something that we need to, to complete the job. Yeah, might be a, might be a uh, land extension. 
Well, any extension man. would be absolutely wicked, maybe, wouldn't it? Maybe I mean, you know, Rodon, uh, maybe re-signing Rodon or something. You know, yeah, so. two or three, three or three more years for Rodon. Like you know, pay yeah. pay the man. We picked him up. He's got some, you know. I know Scott Boris is his agent. He might be looking for a little bit more. But hey, we should have that little bit more. We're not stingy. Yeah, you know, why should we be stingy anymore? We're we're about to attack it. But like you just think it's 2021. The Sox haven't really been. They've been relevant, relevant to me and you, and of all the Sox, you know, listeners or fan, you know, I don't want to say proper fans. That's wrong. But just say a, a, a little kid was 10 years old, say 11 years ago, Matt. Mm. Now he's 21, and now he can go to that ballpark, buy his mates a round of beers, and have fun. Exactly. So who who are we to shit on his fucking fun, mate? There's yeah. a lot of people that sit there and go, oh, the White Sox Stadium's in a shit spot. It's hard to get to. It's in a shit spot. There's nothing around. Well, I, from Australia, of course, I live in Iowa, and I go, and I've found Corker Kerry's about, what, 150 metres away, maybe more, mm-hmm. Turtles. You've got Buffalo Wings and Rings down the road. There's plenty to do around the stadium. It's not hard to get there. It's not hard to leave. It's on the freeway for fuck's sake. So all this shit that I hear from people before I even went to the game, this is my like my going, but my thoughts going back a while ago where I said, oh, it's in a really bad neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with the neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with the area. It's easy to get to. It's easy to get out. And you have a whole lot of fun. So get out there. Enjoy the socks. Enjoy the wins. Enjoy this fucking ball club because it's happening. And, and I'm, I'll go back again and say the same thing, mate. I'm absolutely, I'm over the moon. I'm pumped about this team right now. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a so-called bandwagon fans or whatever. I don't, I don't really like that term either. I mean, if you're a fan, you're a fan. If you want to go to a game. Whatever, go to a game. You know what I mean? I think the White Sox will always have a solid core group to kind of keep that South Side attitude anyway. It's just going to always yep. be there because, you know, the South Side mentality is, and that's where the bandwagon thing come in at, is we're the underdogs. We've been rooting for this team when people was talking shit about us. Nobody gives us respect. Everybody talk down about the stadium and the neighborhood, you know, so you motherfuckers get on out of here. So I understand that mentality, too, because that has been ingrained in in the South Side. But if you're going to have a team that could possibly compete five, six, seven years, you you might want to get used to the fan base growing because it's going to grow, you know. Because it's going to definitely grow. Yeah, it's nothing yep. you can do about that, you know. You can't stop Yeah, that. and give it one more month when we're, um, let's let's just say, we, uh, just say we're 60 and um, sixty and 40, just throwing that number out there, mm-hmm. 60, 35, whatever. Um, maybe that's less than a month. But, yeah, we're going to continue to get wins. Lance Lynn's going to com- continue to deal. Cease is going to grow. Copex going to come back and deal. These kids on their summer vacations and their summer breaks from college will see this dynamite team on the television. They go, let's go out there, boom, and have a bit of fun. Bachelor parties, bring it, bring it all. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. You got no matter, even if you're a Cubs fan, you got to admit the White Sox have a good team. It's, it's, not, it's nothing really – you can't deny that. This team – You can't – yeah, yeah, there's nothing they could even argue with that, mate. Yeah, nah, nah. This team is good. 
So, I mean, you got to think. Everybody loves a winner. I forget who said. I forget who said that. But everybody wants to be around a winner. Who wants to be around a quote unquote loser? Nobody. Everybody likes to hang. You know where the winners hang at. They want to go to games that they know it's a great opportunity that they're going to enjoy a victory. So see some fireworks. See, yeah, see, see some, some fire. voices. Some and home then let's runs. be honest. It's, the White Sox constantly remodel the field. The stadium. They constantly remodel guaranteed rate. Always adding new additions. Uh, they changed a lot of the stuff that people didn't like. Um, the food, Which credit to them. Yeah, yeah, credit yeah changing to them. things a bit a lot. Yeah, yeah. do it. Yep. The food is uh, great at the stadium. You know, uh, you have no problems getting a beer. You know, so what is it not to enjoy? And then you can hop right on the red line. Or you can hop right on the Metro, or you can jump right on the E-Way. You know, so it's an easy field to get to. Uh, it's pretty brand new as far as because they did all the remodeling. And you have a great team. And, I mean, people going to come there and enjoy it. And they should. You know what I mean? I I have nothing against it, you know. No, not me either. Like... I, I will stick with the uh, my lads from the 108 and say the wave does suck. Let me put that on record. Uh, the wave sucks. I just spurred it out that people go out, have fun, do your thing. But the wave during if Cease or someone's on the mound or crochet and you're in a, in a tight ball game and you're fucking around with this bullshit wave, no, I don't like it. Watch the game, cheer for your pitcher to get this guy out. Don't worry about jumping up and down all fancy. Damn. It look like breaking news. Look like Magical got hurt, man. What the fuck? I've seen you looking over to your right there, Max. So I decided to look over to my right to see what's going on. What's he done? He's Achilles now? Fuck it now. I don't know. He didn't touch the base, though. So that don't look good. He like went over the base or something. Now yeah, he's getting a yeah. Uh, what the fuck? He's getting helped off like Robert did. Probably not as severe as Robert. Hopefully not. But those those ankles, those Achilles tendons, mate, they can fuck you too. Ah, uh, we don't need that news, man. This is where Han needs. To, yep, Han needs to start dialing up some numbers, doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not so much emails because emails leak leak these days. <laughs> I don't know. He can't put no foot. On, he can't put no pressure on his foot. So that my TV his... just went to a commercial. So I'm yeah. I'm lost in the moment. But he can't put. He walking off right now. Can't put any pressure on his. Look like his right foot. I don't know. Not good at all. Uh, so looking, I guess. I guess we can um, somewhat look forward to the next the next series. I mean, like you always you want to win your home games, but then you look at your uh, away games as well, and you 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 take a bit of a look. Can we win on the road? What's different? You know, the times might be different for the guys. So uh, it looks like we've got Detroit again for a few games. That shouldn't be an issue for us. 
uh, Tampa Bay back at home, but then the Houston. What do you think about these four Houston games coming up from the 17th to the 20th? Like, are they going to be difficult for the Sox? Is that going to prove something to the Sox and the fan base, or what are we looking at here? I think it's going to be a good measuring stick, I guess you can say. I mean, the Astros, they're playing well. I think they got the second largest run uh, differential behind the White Sox. I think it's the White Sox. Then I believe it's the Astros. I know that's for sure in the AL. Or it might be the White Sox, Astros, and Rays. I'm not sure. But I know the Astros are tops, you know, one of the top teams in the league as far as run differential. Uh, I don't think they've been the same, though, since those cheating allegations came out. It looked like uh, the the second baseman, uh, Altuve, it looked like he's kind of turned it on this year. He, he wasn't doing too well last year. But uh, I think it's going to be a good a good measuring, you know, a good, a good measuring stick. I mean, uh, let's face it. They've been in the playoffs the last, what, four years the Astros have. Uh, they won a championship even though it was fraudulent. Still got to say they won the championship. Still, yeah, they still grinded to get there, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a good measure. I think this week period, this, what, like 14-game stretch, I think is a is a, is a good measuring stick for the White Sox. And I think it's uh, going to be a good test for the guys as far as just, like, giving them a tune-up to, like, what the playoffs is going to be like. And that's and that's the games that I like. If if you know, yeah, exactly. I've in this series even with Toronto, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Tampa Bay next week's definitely going to give us a little bit of a tune up. Uh, Tampa Bay for three, Houston for four, back to back. So there's seven games that will be playoff like baseball. Yeah, drop back to Pittsburgh for a couple. You should yeah, you, know, you should roll through them, Seattle. Minnesota again, but yeah, just looking, just looking forward to the ne- next week. Uh, bar them Detroit games, mm-hmm. they're going to be some gritty games that we need to really, really focus on. Um, hopefully, they don't take their eye off Detroit in the mix of looking forward to Tampa Bay, which I don't think we will. With Tony Larusa, he will have the guys ready. Um, but yeah, it's it's always worth looking forward to it. You, know, you look at the schedule, look at the calendar, and you think, where can we be? at the end of June. So, you know, who knows? And you just, you, you hope and they play good baseball. Every pitch matters. Every win matters. <clears throat> every loss matters. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, it looks like we got a good shot. We, we got, we up uh two, one. Now you got bum in the game. Uh, you figure Hendricks will be in the game uh, with the lead. Hopefully, so it looked like we got a good shot of taking what two out of three from uh the Blue Jays, and then we go what to Detroit next, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, three in Detroit over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. So, so that should be a nice little breather, breather for us. You know, don't take them for granted, but that's what I'm saying. We, yeah, we should win another two out of three from them, and then uh we go to Tampa Bay, and that's gonna be a battle. You know what I mean? That's going to be uh, – that's where we really going to see, you know, I guess how good our boys is, uh, are, I should say. So, I, I like this stretch. 
I'm excited. I, I do too. Well, Tampa Bay's at home, but have it yeah, just to sort of say what you're saying, that 12 o'clock game on Sunday against Detroit, that will show where their minds are. If we go out and just play because it's Detroit at 12, we've got Tampa Bay tomorrow. No, make sure you go out on that Sunday and win that game as well. That's an important fucking game as well as any other game, right? Mm-hmm. So don't don't look at it. Remember Jim Leyland years ago yelled at his players because he goes, they were too busy thinking about the next row, getting home and going on the uh, and um, playing whoever. When Jim Leyland was uh, the Detroit manager. <laughs> yeah. He fucking yelled at these guys because it was just a piece of shit game. And he says, that's not good enough. No, this is a game that we need to win and we lost because you guys were too worried about getting home. So on Sunday, when we play that third game against Detroit, even if we've won two already, the Friday and the Saturday, mm. we need to grit down and it'll show a lot of a lot of character if we go out on Sunday and dig deep and make sure we win that game as well. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how the pitching staff will line up, the rotation will line up against the uh, Rays uh, to see if we would at least have Lynn... Radon and Giolito going in that uh, series. Uh, if it lines up that way, I like it. That'd be great. Well, Lynn should be the first game. Okay. If it's a five day, because you have tonight, and then you got one, two, three, four, five on Monday, should be fifth starter, right? Okay. Yeah. And um, after Lynn yeah. is what Dallas. You'd have to take a look back. Um, yeah, Ollie... Rodon last night. So yeah, Li- yeah, Lynn Rodon. I think it's Dallas. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit off there, mate. No, maybe I'm a little bit off. I'm I'm trying to think of. I wish was... we could avoid Dallas going in that series. That's what I'm trying to say. That's really yeah. what it boils down to. I'm hoping we can avoid Dallas in that pitching against the Rays. I would like the guys to be. I would like it to be. Uh, Lynn, Giolito, Radon, and Cease. You know, if those four guys can go, I, I would like that because that would be more of like a playoff matchup. Because I don't think Dallas is going to be, and I in know it's early. I don't, playoffs, yeah, I don't right. think he's going to be in a rotation for the playoffs. And I know okay. it's early, but I just don't see it. So I'm hoping out of the three games against the Rays, we can see our top three guys or one or or um, the top four guys. I hope we don't see Dallas in that series. Uh, but then again, I mean, it's tough because right after them, you got the Astros. So, I mean, either way, Dallas is going to pitch against a, a good team. He going against Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you look at the fact that how long was uh, Kopech supposed to be out for? Was he just on the – well, they messed around with like some bereavement list and then injured list or whatever, but should Kopech be back soon, shouldn't he? Well, I think they put him on a 10-day, so yeah. 10-day, so yeah, he should be back. Yeah, he should be back. Yeah, the 10-day started about four fucking days ago, so he should be all right. Yeah, he, but, he should so be So how, how do you think Tony's been managing the bullpen as late of late? Yeah, there's, there's, this is the biggest thing on Twitter. If they just want to attack Tony for everything, so... I mean, the bullpen hasn't been bad. Marshall come in, cro- Crochet came in, did everything right. Um, what, what was that game that we watched? You, Mercedes hit in the game-winning run, but the bullpen blew the lead, and it was Marshall and Hoyer, wasn't it? That, mm-hmm. that was a... Um, 
that that was a bit of a disgrace. That was an embarrassment. That that was where you get the cold face washer over your head and you go, yeah, I'm sorry about that one, but that that was a bad deal. But we won the game. Yeah, and so you, I mean, bad performance. We win the game. So even when we're bad, we win, and I love it. But I should, it, you. should you know, could he have pulled him earlier? Leave him out there? Wrong choice. I mean, it's hard to say wrong choice because you go with a guy that's actually pitching pretty well at the time. Mm-hmm. I uh, think yeah. he did. I think he's doing pretty well because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. In the first month of the season, the White Sox starters couldn't get out of the fifth inning. So he had four innings to cover with the bullpen consistently in April. And I think he did a a pretty good job uh, handling that situation. I mean, that's tough for a manager to have to cover four innings every game. And I think lately he's done a good job as well. I mean, you can always second guess him. Could he, should he put this guy in a high leverage situation? Should he put that guy in a high leverage situation? I'm one who believe that guys perform well in like designated roles. I believe a closer performs well when he comes in the game in the ninth inning to lock it down. It's a no one on base. Yeah, when it's a reason closes when it's not a closing situation for some reason they have trouble having lockdown innings because it's a totally different mentality, you know. And I believe well, when you bring him in when judge with bases loaded with judge up with one out, like it's what do you do there? You okay? We expect you to strike judge out and then strike the next guy out, whoever it may be. Yeah, but yeah. Give him a clean inning. Give him a just give him a clean inning. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think he's done a good job. I mean, overall, I don't I don't believe what some of these people saying that he lost four or five games for him so far this season. I mean, how can you even calculate that? You know what I mean? No, no, I don't I don't really think you can it's all hindsight bullshit, really, because these the, you've got a bullpen full of guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got a bullpen full of guys that are paying a lot of money to do their job coming out of the bullpen. So, really, you should be able to fucking pick any one of these cunts from the bullpen, get them on that mound, and get the job done. If they don't get the job done, then that's on them. It shouldn't be on Tony. Oh, you should have gone with Marshall. You should have gone with Bummer. You should have gone with Foster. You should have gone with Crochet. Mm. Like, Everyone's getting paid, man, to do a bloody job. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry it didn't work tonight and the hitter got the best of them, but it's no one's fault. Or, you know, you can't sit there after the game. All right, maybe if you leave a guy in for too long, we've all seen it, you know. Yeah. He, he, he left him in one too many batters and, or you know, but at the same time, you look at the catcher and you go, oh, the catcher called a fucking slider when he should have just thrown his fastball by the guy. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, something similar to that. So sometimes it's on the pitcher selection. Sometimes it's on the catcher for pitch selection. Like, you can't just blame – actually, you can't blame anyone, but the the hitter just got the better of them. You know, you might be trying to fool a guy with, with your slider and the slider misses inside, which is a pretty good pitch, but the batter didn't bite. It didn't swing. Well, look at so this. There's look a lot of variables situation. that go on with when you're coming out of the bullpen. 
Yeah, I mean, just look at this situation. You got Bummer, he walks in the fucking run just now in this game to tie it up. Is that fucking Tony LaRusso fault? Now, people. Can't be. Pick, no, 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 no. Hey, I, I wasn't watching. I'm staring at the screen, so I didn't see what pitches he threw, but to my point, was he throwing good pitches? Can no, I? No, or calling good pitches? No, he was throwing. The guy missed horribly on three of them. I mean, Bummer has not been great this year. I mean, that's that's a fact. If you look at these guys' individual ERAs, if you look at Bummer, ERA, his ERA is like 3.5-something. That's not great for a bullpen guy, especially not a setup guy who's just coming in to lock down one inning. You got your middle relievers, Marshall and Foster, they ERAs over five. Yeah, that's terrible. Come on, man. I mean... Like I say, this situation here, this guy came in on a clean eighth inning. It was a lot of people who said Bummer could be a closer and a legit closer. <laughs> and look what this guy does. He gives up the freaking lead. I mean, he well, up he, in the lead. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. come on, man. Underline, yeah. underline the lead. Yeah, it's a, terrible. A, a blown save, you know what I mean? Basically, I mean, he's going to get a blown save for that. I mean, come on, man. I mean, the guy has done. A, a a good job. You cannot say he hasn't done a good job when they're winning with the amount of injuries they have and his bullpen really hasn't been that dependable. I mean, besides Hendricks being locked down uh as late as of late, I mean Ruiz uh has played pretty decent, pitched pretty well. But the guys we all depended on Hero, he hasn't looked good. Foster hasn't looked good. Marshall hasn't looked good. Bummer hasn't looked good. I just named four guys right there out of the bullpen. Yeah. And you named four guys, and it was funny because even Marshall didn't look, uh, actually looked good for a little bit. Then we bring him in, and he looks fucking terrible. Mm. And then you, you, you can't rely on half these pitches you can't rely on. Like, how many times you go in and go, yeah, he'll get the job done. Like, how many... Keith Foltz, we got how many uh, Pedro Martinez? Have we got how many John? Not too many. Look so at, you, you sort of just EIA. like um, how, how EIA is sixty or whatever. I have a, I'm butchering his damn name, but is EIA six? Uh, a six? Is a six point oh? Foster EIA when last time I looked at it, it was like a five point five or something, five point three, something crazy. Marshall Foster, was five. Foster, I haven't seen Foster so long. I think a foster family picked him up and took him away because I don't know where he went, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't blame him. I wouldn't put him in the game neither. I mean. Foster got fostered. So this is my question. Let's say you bring, let's just say, if if it's a second guess, let's say people second guess this guy. Let's say you bring in Hendricks in ace to protect the one-run lead. You still need somebody to protect the lead in the ninth. In the north, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, no, you oh, don't. Justin's joined because you let you didn't brought up my boy Liam in perfect time. You let Liam go eight and nine unconditionally, unconditionally. And then what because, you do about tomorrow, uh, Justin? What you do about tomorrow? Uh, I see how his arm feeling. Man, I could go to the with guys like Liam Hendricks. You can go to the well on them. They're not just closers. They're relievers. You know how many times fucking St. Louis then blew Andrew Miller, blew him throughout a week because he's that guy. He's that. You can oh, no. you can ring the bell. 
You could ring the bell on Liam. Trust me. But uh, we got we got guys after Liam. I could throw Cody in. Give me an inning. I could even throw Cody Bummer in. After. Cody can't throw strikes right now. Well, yeah, that's why you bring up the new new shit. The new new shit. Yeah, can we talk about Aaron Bummer about four days ago? He he got an ERA. The boy got an ERA of six. What yeah. the fuck was that? But, but uh, Grand, are you bringing in Liam in the in a clean eighth inning? Eighth no. and ninth, or are you waiting for Bummer to get in trouble and then fucking get Liam in trouble as well? That's I think uh, that's what our, what the discussion was about. Like, when you, the clean inning is when you want to bring these guys guys in, right? Like yeah. right now, we just saw Cody Hoyer give a ground ball and Tim Anderson threw it away. But regardless of that, like you say, you 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 want to put Liam in for eighth and ninth. Just all the time when we're paying other motherfuckers to get out of the eighth inning to get to the ninth inning, or do you want someone to I'm get not, in trouble first and then bring him? Yeah, in? Yeah, somebody got to get in trouble first. Uh, I, you know, ideally, you don't want to you you don't want to go to the well on your closer for two innings when you don't have to. You exactly. gotta have somebody. You gotta have a bridge, regardless. No matter how good your closer is, you need a fucking bridge. So, so you've got sooner or later you got to you got to have Bummer or Marshall or uh, Crochet or someone get through that seventh or oh, at least the eighth to hand it over to Hendricks, right? Uh yeah, most most definitely, bro. Uh, there's no fucking way. I know Liam Hendricks is a is a diamond level closer. I'm not putting that shit on his uh, back. Hell no. So then so then it could look like the wheels fell off when it wasn't his his fault anyway. He was just ran through the mud. No, nah, I'm not going. Set him up with a short deck like that. We gonna need. We need a bridge, regardless. Regardless. Yeah, and, and I you, thought it was you, gonna be fucking other, other guys millions of dollars to get through to that ninth. Okay, in a Mariano Rivera situation, we're out there in New York, and you bring him in, and he's gonna get the job done. And that was good managing by Joe Torrey a lot of those years. But I'm a big one to think to yourself. All right, let's put some accountability on Marshall Palmer. Crochet, get me out of this fucking inning. I want to yeah. give the fucking ball to Hendricks in the ninth with a two run, a one run, a one run, two run, three run lead. I don't want to bring him in in the eighth because I've got um cunts to fucking get out of that inning. <laughs> yeah, he can't go two no. innings any every. He can't. That's he really. He, he's not gonna be a, if he go two innings one game. He may. I mean, like he he like to Green Eyes' point, game. he probably could, but the whole the whole that's the whole uh, argument is fucking Liam two in and straight. No, nah, you don't want to do that. Let's get someone else up there to get the job done because that's what we're paying him for. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, man. And you know, I love putting all of this shit on the closer. In a perfect world, we'd go eight innings from Lance and then just jump straight to Liam. But you know, that's not the case. We're not living in that type of world. We're going to need a bridge. And I'm just not talking about one setup, man. Like this is 2003. I need a, I need a few guys. I need a few fucking guys to bridge my closer. I think, I think Justin, I think green eyes going back to uh, the old school days where closer was coming in, giving you uh, three innings, <laughs> two and three innings. Yeah. I, I, Goose, I, got, I, Goose got Goose Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got that Dennis Eckersley syndrome, you know. I just know hurt signs are in my body. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Hendricks could do that. And I don't think it would be a smart practice to do that with Hendricks. I think Bummer, 
who everybody said was the best thing since sliced cheese, dominant, um, was a dominant lefty, uh, I guess, you know, Matt Thornton type, uh, I won't, I won't even use Domelson Marte, I mean, he, he's supposed to be lights out, a lot of people thought he could be a closer, so you can't use that excuse that, well, you need to put him in against lefty, because if he, if you said he could be a closer, that means he can get righties out as well. So uh, let me ask you something. Let's get scientific here. Would okay. you rather your setup man be nasty or crafty? I'd go nasty. Nasty misses a lot of bats, but nasty also piles up your your pitch count. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, I need a guy to get me six seven, and his pitch count is forty two. I don't want Aaron Bummer going on a forty two pitch count. I'd rather have Demarco Marte, a guy like that, because it's more of a like he could get whatever he wants. Aaron Bummer's getting swings and misses at the climax of everything. I'm not looking at Aaron Bummer to get me out of a frame. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? No, because because he can't. Mac just said it. He can't throw a strike right now because it's just all nasty and no craftiness. He can't. He can't fall back on a finesse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like, do. But we we spoke about it last night. Kansas City's bullpen. Uh, back yeah. when they, in 2015, 16, 15, 14, 15, whatever it was. And they it's had nasty. the six, seven, eight, nine, and the, you couldn't touch any of them guys. Yeah, the game um, was over with after the fifth. Wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was gone. They were like, uh, on their fingers and let's fucking turn up, turn up next year. But, yeah. um, I just always, I, I just always think, man, we're, we're paying other guys. You just can't go to one guy. But, somebody, um, somebody but at already. the end of the day, you want to win the ball game. So if situation calls for Hendricks to go two innings or get out of a jam and then go the ninth, I'm all for it as well. I'm, I'm just thinking it just doesn't always have to be that way. So, somebody yeah. already blaming uh, Tony LaRue. He said he should have. Uh, or, or can the bullpen, when they're warming up in the bullpen, could a could a coach out there in the bullpen sit there and go, this guy hasn't really got a good stuff tonight? Like, is is that is that something that someone could look at? Call Tony in the dugout, and go, uh, he looks like shit tonight. He, he's he shit's not breaking. I think these yeah. guys got. I mean, they and they, they it's a catcher calling Justin. Before you tuned in, me and Mac were talking about is the catcher calling the right pitches? I mean, I know the pitcher can shake him off, but is the is Grandal or Collins calling the right pitch in the right fucking times, like yeah. shit like that? I mean, it's variable, man. It's variable, and it all come down to the individual too. Because you got to think how many nasty sliders, hundred mile power fastballs the catcher is going to see every night. Not every pitcher is going to have both of those working anyway. So you got to zero in immediately, especially for a fucking reliever what's working and what's not because the margin of error is so fucking small exactly exactly so if you're if you've got a guy warming up in the bullpen right even hendrix bummer marshall whatever and you're like oh, okay we're gonna bring him in because he's nasty change up or he's nasty slider could you could you fucking like take some notes and go oh he just doesn't have it tonight let's not bring him in the game let's bring up someone else i mean that that's a valid argument isn't it boys don't you reckon yeah, it's a like if, if, if you go, oh, a slider will get this guy out. You know, Bryce Harper's coming up to bat, and I've got bummer. Oh, his slider's so fucking awesome. And he's warming up in the bullpen, and he's throwing six or seven sliders, and they're just not cutting as much. They're just not doing their thing. Could you sit him down and, like, bring someone, you know, 
call someone else up, like Crochet. Hey, yo, your fastball's like 94, man. What's going on? Are you going to bring him into that going game knowing that he hasn't got his best stuff tonight? You don't have to bring him out. I mean, you could warm him up and have a look at him, right? Oh, of course. Uh, we did that a couple times this year with Michael Kopech in a bullpen where he threw, you know, uh, it was like almost a side session during the game. We're thinking he's coming to the game. Next thing you know, come back from fucking commercial break. He has a towel over his head like he's at, he just bought a ticket or something. So, <laughs> And that's uh, because he didn't have his filth or what? Yeah. Uh, probably. You got to think, uh, there's a lot of outs outside of the strike zone in this generation of baseball right now. So the sliders that's not over the plate in the bullpen, yeah, bullpen coach, like, fuck it. Somebody's going to swing at this bullshit, right? So how often do they miss the mark on that, especially with everybody out the bullpen coming with the turbo slider and 98 down the uh, down the pipe? It's, it's hard to see if a, a guy's mechanics is out of rhythm or is he, you know, dropping his arm slot. You're not going to see that out the bullpen until you get a hitter's reaction. Like, people weren't even flinching at Aaron Bummer's shit today. You know what I'm saying? And he has a, a, a wild whip-like, uh, delivery. So if a battery is telling you right now, I don't believe he's getting his shit over. What more do you need to see? I'm not fooled by nothing. That was a, yeah. that was a nothing. Terrible, that was a terrible outing, dude. He missed horribly, yeah. horribly on like three. No nope, non-competitive pitches, that, man. Back to back to back, man. I mean, I guess you know the, the argument for some gonna be Lynn could have stayed in because he won. He won even over over a hundred pitches. But come on, man! You, you paying this man to be the setup guy? He, he's supposed to go out there and get the job done. That's who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn probably gonna choke the shit out of Aaron Bummer uh, when they get to the clubhouse. <laughs> He'll choke the shit him in the fucking ice bath. <laughs> yeah, right. Catch his ass in the tub. Hold his head under to the bubble stop. I mean, damn, bro. And I mean that. I I hate to say it, but that fucking double play by Ta. What the fuck kind of? I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Throw was that, bro? Yeah, what? and we yeah, he didn't have a good he didn't have a good handle on it, did he? Ass. And he's got to realize uh, if he doesn't have a handle on the ball, don't throw it. Like, yeah, yeah, put it in your pocket. You must. But that, that, he that threw, was he a, threw that shit like he was Dwayne Haskins or somebody. Yeah, and just <laughs> I mean, he took too much time with it too on the double play too. I mean, you got to have a quick, uh, you know, exchange, man. And just be on point. I mean, that it wasn't like that was a difficult. The guy who was running is pretty fast, but that wasn't a difficult double play at all. I mean, I'm just calling him a spade a spade. That that was just fucked up, bro. Sometimes you know he get too cool for school. No, that was a four six three double play yeah. in the fucking anyone's handbook, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes he get too cool for school as. You know, my OG like to say, but man, damn. Bro. Too cool for school. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, bro? This- so I'm going to ask you guys this right now. We seeing Toronto right now for what they are. I don't think they're going to make any fucking moves at the deadline because the, the chump that pitched today, Alec Manoa, might be their biggest bargaining chip right now other than Nate Pearson. Do you think this team could give us trouble if we meet them up in the first round? Let's say these cocksuckers sneak in somehow, and we got to play them three out of five at the rate. How do you feel about that? You think we got a better chance? I think we can beat them, but I think it also depends on how healthy we is. Shit, we don't know what this injury is. The uh, laser show, the magical. Uh, yeah. 
That fucked me up today, Mac. I ain't gonna lie. I was listening oh, on the radio bro. when Lynn Casper said he was down on hands and knees. I damn near passed out. Bro, I... Speaking about Lynn Casper, real quick, I was walking out the ball, ballpark last night. Lynn Casper gave me a fist bump. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not hey, kidding. He... Hey, Lynn. And he remembered me from a couple of weeks ago. So he gave me a fist bump. Boom. Hang on. But uh, to answer your question, Justin, I always worry about the Blue Jays because of the 90. Oh, stolen base by Timmy. I always worry about the Blue Jays because I remember Joe Carter, Roberto Alomar, and all the guys, Cito Gaston's mob. <laughs> um, and that's what did our head in in 93. It's like they were such a good team. But um, no, I think we'll be right this year. I think we'll be right this year. Me and Mac were discussing trade deadline uh, uh, acquisitions, if you like. Um, I don't think we need to look at, okay, what do we need to win the AL Central? Because we probably will already. Um, we need to look at how we're going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. That's what me and Mac were discussing before you jumped on. So I think if we do something at the deadline to counteract how we're going to beat either Yankees, Boston, or Tampa Bay to get into the World Series, I think um, we'll have no problems with the Blue Jays if we come across uh. Ooh, the fucking Tampa Bay Rays. That's a weird one, Jace, because they could beat you every fucking way possible. And, when- and that's my point exactly, Green-Eyed. I said to Mac before, I said, we need to figure out, are we better than the race? Let's not worry about if we're better than the Indians. Let's not worry about if we're going to win the American League Central. Let's worry about how we're going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to get so much fucking slander for what's about to come out of my mouth right now. Uh <laughs> This guy Give Alex Rude on uh, this guy Alex Rude on Twitter. We were talking about Alex Rude, one of my good mates. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good bloke. we was talking about a uh, not a grand doll, but a fucking Joey Gallo trade again. Opened up Gallo Gate, and they uh, he told me about a guy that I really love in Pittsburgh that's not getting any love. Uh, Brian Reynolds will be perfect for this Chicago White Sox team. Uh, one runs created plus. I think he's at a, like a 143, uh, five to a player switch hitting outfielder. He's basically Leary Garcia, except the real outfield version. Now, what the Rays like to do, they like to do one, 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 one in the bullpen. They like to match up right down in the bullpen. They don't want to give you any advantage. When you have three to four switch hitters in your lineup, you could spread them out or stack them. That could choke somebody's bullpen out. That could choke him out, and then you sprinkle in an active bat like Tim Anderson or Nick Madrigal. You put pressure on Tampa. You make them think about the plays they got to make because they got guys like Joey Wendell who's going to make every fucking play. You got Austin Meadows who's not giving up any fucking at-bats. You still got Randy Rosarena who's apparently the best player in the world. That's what (laughs) fucking social media is telling me. So you don't really get a break on Tampa, whether they're on the bases or defensively or even on the mound. I don't, I'm not really afraid of their starting rotation, but I know how Kevin Cash manages a bullpen and which is a fucking one. Kevin so what Cash are you, what really are you giving manager. up for, uh, what are you giving up for Brian Reynolds with a Y? Shit. Hopefully they take Alec Hansen and some sunflower seeds right now. Pack of, <laughs> pack of um, jalapeno, uh, dill pickle, sunflower seeds. You know, there's something you can spit out because uh, with uh, I think uh, Brian Reynolds still got uh, some uh, minor league options left. So I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh going to want some youth, some club control for that. You know, that's a dumbass organization anyway. We could probably trade them for a fifth of Hennessy or something. <laughs> 
I don't think Mika, Mika Rodolfo and um you could look look at uh even a bloke like um see a lot of people say Jared Kelly. What can we do with Jared Kelly and then I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him. If we gonna keep him? fucking Jake Berger, we gonna keep Jared Kelly too. Cause I need to I need to see. I need to see because I thought he was gonna be the hog out of that uh out of the out of him between him and Crochet, you know, the young pups, but I think Jared Kelly might be uh, Lance Lynn 2.0. He got that beefy body, 98. The beefy body, yeah, tank. 98 with a little bit of hair. Look like he loves some dipping dots himself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I might hold on to some Jared Kelly a little bit longer, y'all. I boy, I I I boy Ken Wu love the big, the, big, the big pitchers. He love the big guys who got who – got, uh, who got a, a, they, they stomach go over the uh, – over the waistline, he liked the, over the uh, belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've got a belt and it's doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, fucking he, he Aaron Bummer was guys. pitching like Ken Woven. Uh, Sox Hayes was on deck and in in the hole tonight. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, damn, you you really got my fucking John Cusack digging in, Aaron Bummer? You that scared? <laughs> fucking brilliant boys. Hey, he could throw a strike, man. <laughs> that shit was terrible, Mac. This he was better off playing dodgeball. <laughs> hey, hey, you got me, you got me cracking up like a motherfucker. But man, hey, I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm in pain right now. But damn boy, ladies, the show went down. Hey, no, that I got motherfucking tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That man, Aaron Bummer, went on the mound and literally, how you go on the mound just to shit the bed? You could have stayed home to shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> stayed in your fucking pajamas all day, mate. You don't, don't even need a dress. You're going to come out with that. I'm telling you, but you know, guys, with those uh, those ferocious-ass whip-like deliveries, it's easy for your mechanics to be thrown off for a hair, and you've seen. You've seen it. He couldn't fucking hit nothing. Nothing. Well, we got Chris Sale was pretty good, man. He had a little for yeah. you know I mean, well, Chris Sale, a Hall of Fame. Well, we just, yeah, he's on the verge. He's, he's pretty close. He's pretty. I just close. Need, he needs to get his ass back. By the way, yeah, he do need to get back. I can't believe this damn game, though, man. Yeah, hey, it's got walk off written all over it, mate. It's got walk off Adam Eaton home run written all over it because I put money on him tonight too. <laughs> I like the positivity. You like that, do you, don't you Mac? Absolutely. Yeah, I, like I do too, positivity. mate. I do too. Yeah, but no. um, what else we got to talk about, boys? Infant? Uh, Red Sox swept the Yankees, who y'all told me to be fucking scared of, even though we get break speed off of us by Houston. I'm telling you, my Red Sox are winning the East. Nobody cares about the, let the, the Red Sox, man. Nobody cares about the Red Sox. No, you hey. shit. No, I'm nobody. <laughs> My name is nobody. But I'm gonna let you know right now. The worst Sox is winning the World Series. All right. I got two. I got two step kids. They both gonna be successful for me. <laughs> I don't know. Red Sox might. Uh, they gonna be a wild card team. They gonna have to get out of a uh, get out of one of them uh, crazy wild card games. One 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 one. Uh, the the winner go home. That's that's pretty difficult game to, to get out of. Oh, man. Now Matt Foster just came into the fucking game. Prayers and condolences, Sox fans. On my TV, hasn't <laughs> caught up yet. I'm still on Colleen's fucking St. Xavier. Man. Colleen, she St. Xavier. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Maybe my television a bit behind. I don't know. 
I asked uh, Mr. Hand this yesterday at the game. I think, Jace, you, you, you was there when I asked, too. Who would y'all think would be better in the long run, Vlad Jr. or Bo Bichette? Better numbers. I think it's going to be Vlad, man. It's gonna be no. hard. It's gonna be hard to match those numbers. He's gonna be a Vlad is a pure hitter, bro. Pure hitter. I do like that boba shit. The speed, the hitter. I, I like it too, but Vlad is batting. I know it's early, but he's hitting like three fifty and got uh uh eighteen nineteen home runs. So this dude gonna hit for average, and he gonna hit for power. I think it's hey, going Green Eye, Green Eye, what did you ask me last night? Had something to do with Billy Hamilton and uh, Adam Engel. Yeah, no, what would you say? Would you be, who would you rather have? Because before Billy went on the shelf, he was fucking cashing in like he lived next door to the ATM. I'm taking And now you bring Adam Engel back, who we could all say Adam Engel is a better baseball player, especially, uh, you know, from face value offensively. But what did Billy Hamilton mean to the team? Meant a lot, didn't he? He means yeah. a lot, didn't he? I don't think Billy Hamilton makes that catch the other day, but and like I said to you last night, it's not like that's happening every inning. Mm-mm. Like it's a one-off. It saved a run. Yeah, it could have saved the game, but I can't even remember how I answered that last night. I think I said Adam Engel, but I don't even really know why. But I, right now, as I'm thinking about it again, I'd probably say Billy Hamilton, mate. They've both got speed. They both can catch the ball. It's it's a really interesting question, Matt. What do you reckon? Who would you rather have, Billy I'm Hamilton, Hamilton. Adam Engel? I'm taking Hamilton. I think you are. I yeah. think the defense. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm on board too. I think the defense is pretty close. I mean, Adam Engel is amazing out there, but uh, especially he can you know rob the home runs. But I think Hamilton plays good defense as well, and Hamilton is a switch hitter, so that gives you more. Uh, versatility when it comes to bringing him in a game, you know, because he can bat left or right. And let's be honest, I mean, everybody who liked war, Hamilton was putting up a war so far this season off the bench that Engel, he, he would have surpassed any war Engel, Engel ever had in his in his career. So as Over I, his entirety at that. Yeah, over his entirety, exactly. So, I mean, and not to mention when you got the whole outfield cheering, chanting Billy Hamilton's name. I mean, that means a lot. It, it, it's got to row up the team in some way or another, doesn't it? The yeah. crowd's all cheering for Billy Hamilton. The, I, the players obviously hear it. And I, then you come up to bat, mm-hmm. going off of good play by Hamilton in the center field. And then it's you've got to, I mean, a lot of it's in between the years, right? So, yeah, they might come up. Focus, a little bit pumped up. Yeah, I've got to give the crowd something right now because they're all fucking chanting for this guy. And he was seven for seven, I believe, or five for five in stolen base and stolen base attempts. This guy was a hundred percent on uh, stolen bases, and it was and you- it was automatic. It was like it was automatic when he got on base. Just, I mean, just think about that. He's a better base runner. He was having a decent hitting year coming off the bench and he can play defense maybe a notch below angle maybe a notch below a half a notch below i mean give me hamilton and like i say he's a switch hitter and i just i, th- I just I, think they they they're both pretty equal so it's 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 a 
definitely a good question brought up by Greenhide last night. I appreciate that one, mate. Yeah. Oh man, you know I'd be fucking digging in. I'd be, I, I I'm a, a like a biologist when it comes to this baseball shit. It's a natural thing. Like I chose Billy Hamilton in that in that regard because thinking on the long lines of a manager, I'm bringing this guy in off my bench. He's probably going to get one at bat. That one at bat is going to be against one of their best bullpen arms. I'm not giving away no advantages with a switch hitter. I'm not losing anything defensively uh, with Billy Hamilton. I don't give a fuck who's in my outfield, especially now that I just found out that Andrew Vaughn could be a quality outfielder too. So now I don't need my center fielder to fucking run through a wall every night. All I need him to be is competent and not Leary Garcia every fourth day. Uh I think Billy was in a really good spot with us. And I think we really benefited from having Billy Hamilton. Even though I like Adam Engel too, but, you know, yeah, I got to exactly. go off of yeah, what yeah. I see. But yeah, we don't hate the guys, but, uh, yeah, Hamilton for me as well. Yeah, I, I think they're uh, not going to uh, release Lurie because or send him down because he's so versatile. He can play all three infield position. Uh, in, I mean, he can play third base, second base, short. He can play center. He can play right. He can play left. So they're not going to get rid of him because of his versatility. And then, uh, so it's going to come down between Hamilton and Engel, and I, I would choose Hamilton. I think Hamilton gives you more as far oh, as they're, base they're all They're all going to be on the on the squad. Like, Mendick will go down. No, but when when Robert come, Mendick gonna go down when Hamilton come back probably. Come back, yeah. yeah so yeah, then yeah. somebody gotta go down when Robert come back. It's gonna be Engel or uh, Hamilton because Garcia can play the infield, you know. And uh, you're not touching Jay Clam. You're not touching Jay Clam. Yeah, and you, yeah I don't see them. I de- Jay Lamb is probably the best pat off the bench if you're being honest. Yeah. You know, no, that's, like a, that's like a uh, that's like the old Jeff him. that's like the old Jeff Blum. <laughs> we got Jake Lamb for just that one thing that he might do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be, be honest with you. You know what I would do? I would probably send Collins down. Because Mercedes can catch. So you when you want to give Grandel a night off, you can put Mercedes back there. I mean he could catch just as good as Collins. Shit. Yeah, and what about the bat? Man. What about his bat up against Zach Collins? Who bat would you rather have, Yerman or Zach? Come on, man. That's not even. That a- might have been a rhetorical question, <laughs> but the people <laughs> that, need to know. That might, that's not even a question. I've been hopping. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying I wasn't a fan of Collins <laughs> since 20, uh, damn 17, 2018. I was upset at people who consistently put him in the top 10 prospect list for the White Sox. He in and he out. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? This guy. Is that that 450 home run he hit once a week? And then, you know, oh, his own base percentage in AAA. I mean, what yeah, the fuck? I, out of here. Come on now. We falling in love with AAA stats. Come on now. My guy, uh, Dan Victor, inboxed me. Uh, what was this? Was probably uh, two days before I deleted the old account. And he told me, because we had an exchange about Zach Collins in the mentions, we talked about his hole in his swing up and in and how that he ain't figured that shit out since high school. He hasn't closed that up. So 
hey, yo, we going back and forth on that. He was like, damn, I didn't know you seen that show. I was like, yeah, damn, you know what I mean? You got the same eyes. But anyway, anybody, why are we talking about on-base percentage with a guy who has a hole in his swing? So that lets me know that the truthers are really apologists. They are really apologists because we see this very flawed young man who has been the same player as a Hurricane and a White Sox and still hasn't improved. Why, what are we holding on to? The man got a 307 on base percentage. Bro. 307. And he batting 186. On he batting 186 and he's slugging 349. He got an OPS of uh I mean, hold up. That's not oh, uh, he got an on base percentage of 300. My bad. It's even lower. Mm-hmm. And he got a batting average of 192. He got an OPS a 633 and he's slugging 333. Man, come on, bro. Everybody knew this. This wasn't this wasn't even a hard guess. You can look at Zach Collins and you knew this guy was a three outcome hitter and not a great three outcome hitter. I used to say if he could be Adam Dunn, that would be the best case scenario. And that's far fetched. Wait, that's actually way far fetched. Come on, man. I, I think the Zach Collins truthers got wrapped up in looking at uh, his advanced stats in the minor leagues down there in Triple A. Come on, man. You can't really correlate that stuff like that, man. You're not even seeing this guy. Most of the people not even watching Zach Collins. They just taking numbers and saying, okay, this can correlate in the major leagues. No, it, and they can't. These guys at the major leagues, for the most part, they throw more strikes than these guys down there in AAA. Mm-hmm. You in AAA for a reason, because you're working on something, whether you're a hitter or a, a, a pitcher. You got something to work on. That's why you're down there. Come on, man. I mean, you got guys down there who may have pitched in a major league like Lopez, but they got a damn five ERA down there. And they work, they study working on something that it possibly could pop for them or or it's a likelihood that it might not pop for them. Come on, man. You can't judge a player off that and just think this guy finna come to the major leagues and rate. I mean, that, that doesn't even – I mean, that – that you can't even say that's two and two, two plus two equals four on that because it doesn't. It don't make sense. Six four three equals two. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I I don't know how they thought that. I, that's what I would do honestly. I was sitting, I was sitting Collins down, and that, that's another thing. Like everybody, and I, and let me say this: Han has had a good draft with twenty eighteen. 2019, he got Magic on the first round. 2018, he got Vaughn in the first round in 2019. Those was two good back-to-back drafts. But I don't agree with people saying that this player was a successful pick because he made it to the major leagues. I don't agree with that because it's a lot of first-rounders that make it to the major league because they got paid a high bonus, not necessarily because those guys earned that right to get to that level. You can make. Yeah, I, right. They were, they, were, they were playing them because they're paying them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I can make. So a, a first round are going to get every shot possible to make it to the major leagues because of how much they paid. 
you could make an argument that uh, Shelby or Sebi or uh, what, what? Give me his last Sebi name. Zavala. Zavala. Yeah, you could make an argument that he should have got more of a shot than Collins. He's a better catcher. Yeah. His back can't be that much worse. But good, he didn't get point, that big good bonus. Point, sure. You know. Nah, all, all excellent points. Um, yeah, where, where they draft him and they think they've got to play him or hold on to him. But that, I, I like what they did with Rodon. I mean, they sort of like delisted him, but then picked him up as a cheap. But they wanted him and no one else wanted him. And look how good he's, look how good he's been this year. I mean, it's a fucking, what a steal. What a steal, really. I mean, we we showed him. We showed him love. We held on to him and all that shit. But um, this year he's proving that he's worth it yeah. or worth playing on the roster, yeah. So uh, you got any last words for the people, Ozzy? I don't think so, mate. Like we, uh, when we first started, I said how excited I was about this ball club, how excited I was to get out to the game and meet new people, Twitter heads, all the rest of it. And just keep grinding and watching White Sox winners. It's what it's all about. So get out to the park, watch the game, get excited, and let's go White Sox. That's all I've got. You got anything for the people, Green Eye? Yeah, fucking muted. Uh, Good night, White Sox. We shit the bed tonight. Uh, I might go to the game tomorrow. We better win or I'm getting tossed out. (laughs) I'm getting tossed out. Don't get tossed out too many times. They might put you on that most wanted list. Do not let this guy in. Yeah, buy my fucking tickets with Ken Wall. We gonna have to sit across the street and shit. <laughs> yeah, watch from Cork and Carry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they say, "Here's your seats right here, pal." Yeah, the only thing I gotta say, man, is I'm hurt. I really can't even think right now because my boy went down and the White Sox blew this damn game. It looked like I mean. What a pile of shit today. That's all I can say. I guess hopefully we can scoop the shit up tomorrow, put it in the doggy bag or something. And uh Wear some gloves. Wear some goddamn gloves. <laughs> win tomorrow, win the series. Exactly. Yep. That that's that's all you can say on that. But anyway, you guys was listening to uh Black and White. Hope you guys tune in again. We appreciate you listening. And uh go white side.